Welcome back to Inner Growth, the podcast. I'm your host, Carolina Salazar, and I hope you're having an amazing day, an amazing week. And if you're not having a great day, that's okay too. I just hope you remember to choose one small thing to do for yourself, to take care of your mind, to take care of your body, and to tune into your emotions. And I'm feeling super good today. I'm super excited to be recording, and I want to do a little bit of a life update first because I feel like there's been so many exciting things going on in my life. It's also the start of a new month, so happy May. I hope you guys are excited for the month ahead. A couple of days ago, I think it was last Thursday, I was cooking at home with one of my best friends, and we were just like in the flow. We made this really yummy ground turkey with butter and sage and chickpea pasta with tomato sauce and parm and this kind of crunchy spring salad. And we were having this dinner together and just catching up and talking. And we were kind of talking about all the things that are coming up in May. And I feel like May is going to be such an exciting month. And we were kind of talking about how May is going to be the month of many and, you know, many different things of the letter M milestones, memories, etc, etc. And so the first thing I wanted to share is that I created a challenge for the Inner Growth family called the May is the Month of Many Challenge. And I have already started it, but you are able to join if you're interested. And the intention behind this challenge was just to create something that can help you ground because I feel like during the pandemic, during lockdown, I was so deep into my inner work and I was finding a lot of time to journal and to meditate and to align my chakras and to do all these things. And now that life is picking back up again and things are feeling a little bit more fast-paced and accelerated, sometimes it's easy to just focus on our physical health, like on moving our bodies or eating healthy, etc. But we forget about the mental, the emotional, the spiritual side. And so that was really the focus of this challenge. And it's pretty straightforward. The first thing is doing a breath work and or meditation in the morning or any at any point in the day, really, just once a day. And what I've been doing is the five-minute breath work from Open, this app that I love. I think I actually have a referral code, so I'll include it in the show notes if you are looking for a new meditation app to try because I freaking love it. And they have these five-minute breathwork sessions where it's just one song and they guide you to breathe through the song. And I love music, so I love them. So I do that first thing and then I go into a chakra balancing meditation, which is the other element. So if you don't want to do a breathwork and a meditation, you can just do the chakra balancing one and that kind of checks both boxes. But I've been liking starting off with the five-minute breathwork first and then going into the chakra balancing, which is like, 13 to 15 minutes. The reason why I wanted to include the chakra balancing is because when I started doing chakra balancing work in quarantine, I remember it transformed my life. And then I kind of got disconnected from the practice of balancing them more regularly. So I'm super excited. I will be sharing the links to all of that in the Geneva group, the Inner Growth Club group. So you can join that. It's always linked in the description as well if you want to follow along. And then also the just other element of the challenge is a quick journaling prompt which ties to last week's I think it was solo episode or two weeks ago where I was talking about your ability to receive and I've been doing this journaling kind of prompt for a little while now so I wanted to get back to the habit of doing it daily and also share it with you guys because I think it has put me on such a high vibration and helped attract so much abundance into my life 
And it's pretty simple. You just write a list of affirmations for half of a page. And then the other half of the page, you write a list of gratitudes. So it can be like, I am a money magnet. I am abundant. I am an amazing human being. I love who I am. I embrace myself. I am loving. I am kind. I am successful, etc. And you do that for half of the page. And then the second half, you can do your gratitudes. And for the gratitude piece, I think it's really important to tune into specific gratitudes, not just like, I'm so grateful for my life. It's like, I'm so grateful that I talked to my mom on the phone for an hour yesterday. I am so grateful that my matcha tastes extra good today. Something like that. Or you could do this as a scripting and write gratitudes as if you already have your manifestation. So let's say you're trying to manifest a new apartment. You can say, I am so grateful that I have this beautiful apartment that has X, Y, and Z things about it. So that is a challenge. May is the month of many. If you're interested in joining us, the information will all be in Geneva and you can follow along there. On the day that this episode goes live, so on Thursday, I'll also be announcing a prize for this challenge. So whoever engages with it the most, who shares their progress the most on Geneva will receive a prize at the end. And that is it. So stay tuned for those details. They'll be on my Instagram as well. So that is it for the challenge. I'm super excited about it. And it's only been three-ish days, I think. Yeah, I think it's day three. And I'm loving it. It's been amazing already. And it's a great way to start off the morning. So I've personally been doing these three things first thing in the morning because that's how I know I'll do it. If I leave it for another part in the day, I usually don't get to it. So that is a challenge and I'm super excited to be sharing it with you all. Now, another challenge that I decided to do for myself this month that doesn't have to do with inner growth, but has to do with my own personal journey is a little running challenge. So this past Sunday, I ran my first half marathon and it was so amazing. It was the Women's Shape and Health Half Marathon in Central Park and I ran it with my best friend Gabby, the same friend that I was just talking about who was cooking with me and you know who were making like the butter and sage ground turkey dish etc. Like we ran it together and then one of my great friends Mia and her mom also ran it and it was so amazing because it was an all-women's race and I've been training for it for so long as you guys know so it was just such an amazing accomplishment and I feel really proud of myself that I did that and that I accomplished that and Not only did it make me start to love running and evolved my fitness journey, but also just felt like really getting outside of my comfort zone, which will be next week's podcast topic. So stay tuned for that one. We'll talk about the power of getting outside of your comfort zone, breaking your own limits, and just taking risks. So we'll talk about that next week. But anyway, running the half was incredible. I'm feeling super accomplished. So I decided to do a little challenge this month where I will run one mile every single day, rain or shine, first thing in the morning outside. I mean, I think I'll also give myself grace if I want to run it in the treadmill. But as I said, this month has a lot coming up. There is a lot of graduation ceremonies that I'm going to be attending for my best friend's graduation, for Pedro's master's graduation, and then my family and Pedro's family are going to Hawaii together. So there's just going to be a lot going on, and I feel like doing one mile every day will be super interesting and will be super challenging in a way, and it will really strengthen my sense of self-trust because it's all about keeping the promises that I'm making to myself. So those are some fun things that have been going on in my life that I wanted to share as a little intro, just some life updates. And for today's episode, I really wanted to talk about the topic of balance. Recently, with the eclipse season that we're going through, in case you didn't know, we had an eclipse in Aries two weeks ago. And then this week, this Friday, we have a lunar eclipse in Scorpio. So we've been in eclipse season. 
In this past few weeks, I feel like I've been having a lot of downloads. I've been having a lot of deep conversations. And I've also been having a lot of realizations that are very, very powerful. And for me, one of the biggest realizations that I've had in the last two weeks is the fact that in my personal journey, in my own inner growth journey, what I have been learning and what I have felt the most proud of myself for growing from is finding balance. And I think there's a lot of talk about balance on social media, which makes it extra important to dive into and to break it down. So with all of that said, that's today's topic. Let's jump right into it and let's get growing. Okay, so as I said, today's episode is going to be all about balance. And I feel like balance is all over social media. Everyone's always talking about the importance of balance and it's not healthy if there is no balance, etc., etc. And it's true. Balance is really important. So in a way, it's really great that there is this conversation around the topic of balance and that we are talking more about it in general and how to achieve it in our lives and how it's a key part of our health, right, to achieve balance. But the follow-up question to that is what really is balance, right, and how do you achieve it? And I feel like as a perfectionist, as a recovering perfectionist, I have tended towards the opposite of balance. I've tended towards zero to 100 behaviors. And the reason why is that perfectionistic tendencies, what they lead to is this idea that either you do everything perfectly or if you do one wrong thing or you make a quote unquote mistake or you don't do something for a day, then you fail, then you're horrible. Why even try? And then you fluctuate to another extreme. And I feel like I've gone through these zero to 100 patterns way too many times in my life and it got to a point where I learned my lesson and so I want to kind of just give a little bit of context and how it's played out in my life and then how I have found balance and what it means to me and hopefully if you're also a recovering perfectionist or if you're someone who struggles of finding the right balance for things this will be helpful to you as well so in my own journey as I said recovering perfectionist I feel like that's played out in many different ways in some ways it was academic it was either I get straight A's and if I get anything less than an A minus or you know if I get anything that's a B I am a terrible student I failed I did horrible I would cry I would feel so disappointed in myself so there was this identity of I have to be the straight A student so that was younger years younger Caro like middle school high school But there have been other areas of my life where I have felt the 0 to 100 patterns to be even more drastic. One of them is in my relationship with food. And I think it really came through this intense restriction that I experienced in one phase of my eating disorder where I was just cutting out all foods, no carbs, no sweets, no this, no that, intense cardio. And I wasn't allowed to get out of that extreme. I was not allowed to break away from that extreme restriction. But then what ended up happening was when I finally broke through it and I worked with a nutritionist to gain weight back. And, you know, I dive into all of this in my ED recovery episode. So you can listen to that if you want to get more details about my own journey. But there was one point where I started working with a nutritionist to gain weight back. And a little bit after that, I almost fluctuated to the opposite extreme where I was smoking a little bit more weed and then overeating at night and then feeling really guilty and really shameful the next day and then trying to overcompensate with exercise. So there was this other extreme where like, I don't really give a fuck type of energy. And that was one behavior. And then I fluctuated back to the other extreme again a few years later, which was my orthorexic period where it was this extreme pursuit of wellness and health. And I had so many things I didn't eat. Like one period I was fully vegan and then I 
slowly added back in eggs and I added in fish, but I still didn't eat any gluten, any dairy, any pasta, any this, any that. Like there was a lot of things that I saw as really bad and it was this opposite extreme. And the same thing has also happened, for example, in my relationship with drinking. Like in my earlier college years, I used to go out and basically binge drink, like drink way more than I should have and have this like anxiety the next day and have kind of this shitty relationship with alcohol. But then in quarantine, I was sober for two months. And then after I graduated college, I was sober for five months. So I had these other periods of my life where I didn't do anything relating to drinking and I cut myself off from going out to a drink with friends having a drink at dinner or being able to get a drink in a concert like I didn't have these experiences because I was completely extreme with my behaviors and I feel like I really started tuning into true true balance in my life in 2022 so last year in the beginning of 2022 I was still sober so I wasn't drinking any alcohol and I remember I went to a wine night and in that wine night going into it even before I left my house I told myself you know if they're having wine and I want wine I'm gonna have it tonight and that was kind of when I broke that restriction and you know that voice in my head that said Carolina you're not allowed to drink and I started experiencing moments in my life where I allowed myself to have a drink with intention for pleasure and just allowing myself to enjoy it. And throughout the year of 2022, I also started embodying this more balanced approach with my food and I removed all restrictions from my life. So I added back in gluten, I added back in dairy little by little and realized that I actually never really had an intolerance to either. So that was just my orthorexic past self that removed it from my life for no reason. So I started adding back that. And then I also started adding in meat again. So I added in red meat, then chicken, then turkey. And little by little by little by little, I started allowing myself to say yes. I'm not saying I was like out here, you know, saying yes to everything, but I was allowed to say yes. And I gave myself that option with food and with drinking. And over time, I feel like I started to refine my ability to know when to say yes and when to not say yes. For example, even though I was allowing myself to have red meat, that didn't mean that I was going out every night or even every week and having a burger. That was not the case. Same thing with alcohol. Just because I allowed myself to say yes didn't mean that I was drinking every night or even every week. Like There were weekends where I didn't drink at all. And as I've evolved in my relationship with what balance means in my life, I feel like what I've learned is that I love eating healthy and I love taking care of my body and I love living a healthy lifestyle. I really am all about that. You guys know this. I love cooking healthy meals. I love moving my body. I love meditating. I love going on walks, nourishing myself. But at the same time, I love live music. I love going out and getting a croissant or getting a bagel. I love having a drink with friends. I love smoking weed every now and then. Like I enjoy these pleasures and I've had to remove the shame away from these pleasures to be able to learn how to do them in moderation. So to me, balance is being able to live a healthy lifestyle, embody wellness, take care of myself, but also leave room for pleasure and be able to indulge in pleasure in moderation. And as you evolve in your relationship with your body and as you evolve in your relationship with yourself and as you start to learn what balance means to you, 
you start to realize that that's going to look different for me and for you. The things that to you are pleasurable might be different than what's pleasurable to me. But ultimately, there is a human element. There's things that we all like. And the more that you're able to stop being such a harsh critic of yourself and so judgmental with yourself when you do enjoy those pleasurable things, the more that you're able to do them in moderation and the less that you're going to be feeling bad about it when you do do it. I think that's really important. That's something I've truly learned. And the more time that passes, the more that so many things click for me and the more that I realize that really this is such an important thing in my own journey and something I'm super excited to share more and talk more about. And when I get my next tattoo, I know that that tattoo is either going to be a yin-yang symbol or it's going to be like a balance or it's going to be like a little pendulum or it will literally just be the words balance. And that's how important this is to me. And I feel like that topic comes up in so many ways in my life. Like there's the element of balance as well that I talk a lot about, which is masculine and feminine energy. But then there's also the element of balance, which is what I just was talking about when it comes to your wellness. And then there's also the element of balance of emotional regulation and navigating the waves of your life and how can you approach different emotions from a balanced place. So one analogy that I always talk about when I'm talking about balance is this energy of a pendulum. And I'm going to mention it again in this episode because I think it's really important in case you have never heard me talking about this. In case you don't know what a pendulum is, it's basically like a cord with a charm in the bottom and it's usually like a pointy kind of crystal, but you can think about it as like a necklace with a heavy charm on it. If you take that pendulum and you swing it to one side, let's say you swing it to the right and you swing it pretty far out and you let it go, the moment that you let go of the pendulum, it's going to swing to the opposite side so if you swing it to the right it's going to swing all the way to the left and it's going to swing all the way to the left in the same distance away from the middle that you swung it to the right and it's going to keep swinging from side to side until eventually it arrives back in the middle and that's what they call the Tao in Taoism but if you think about that analogy if you think about that pattern we can see that same pattern in our lives when we think about zero to 100 mindset right you can think about the binge restrict cycle you can think about extreme behaviors like that's exactly it you know when you go all the way to one extreme your body your soul your energy almost needs to overcompensate for that extreme by going to the opposite extreme until you're able to arrive back into a middle point and i think a silly example of this is this is a very silly example think about when you are like hyper fixated on a certain breakfast food and you're eating that food every day let's say it's oatmeal and you're having oatmeal every day without fail every day you're having oatmeal and that's an extreme right eventually you're gonna get sick of oatmeal and what are you probably gonna do you're probably not gonna eat oatmeal for a while and then eventually you're going to rediscover oh huh I forgot that I love oats and then you're gonna have oats again and you're gonna realize wow this is really good but maybe it's not something I want to eat every single day And that's a way, way, way healthier and better approach. I mean, this is just a silly example. As I said, like I will have my little hyperfixation breakfast. Like sometimes it's yogurt bowls or sometimes it's like my matcha and the way I'm making it. But I really feel like adding diversity into my life has really helped with that. And being okay with doing different things and not being so rigid in your ways is also really important to finding balance. I was also talking about this in another context with someone else recently. And the example is relating to running. Let's say you love to run and you want to be able to run all throughout your menstrual cycle. Maybe not like on the day of your period that you first get it, like day one of your cycle, but let's say you want to run most of your cycle. What does running cost your body and why is it demonized? Well, running 
is a high intensity type of workout that requires a lot of physical stamina and endurance. And so it does put a physical stress on your body, especially when you're doing it for a long period of time or for a lot of days of the week, every week. So what are other things that can also cause stress on your life or on your body or on your mind? Maybe you put a lot of pressure on yourself or you don't sleep enough or you over caffeinate every day or you don't drink enough water or you don't eat enough. All of those other things can also be stressors. If you're over caffeinating, not drinking enough water, not eating enough, not sleeping enough, and you're running every day, like that is so stressful on your body and that's an overload of stress. So I wouldn't recommend that. But if you're running, but then you're remembering to drink enough water and you're maybe sticking to one caffeinated drink a day and you have seven to eight hours of sleep every night, you are counterbalancing that physical stress with other things that are nourishing to your body and that help you prevent a stress overload. So it's always about this balance. It's always about taking a look at what you're doing and the intensity with which you're doing it and then thinking about what are other ways that you can nourish yourself to counterbalance that. And then the last thing also that I think is really important when it comes to balance and when it comes to being able to live a balanced life, especially in the sphere of your relationship with food, your relationship with exercise, and your relationship with pleasure, specifically resting, dancing, fun, concerts, live music, drinking, smoking weed, or any of these things that are considered vices or are considered like fun things to do or indulgences, like getting a bagel or whatever, any of those things. The reason why we fall into these zero to 100 patterns is because of our ego. It's because there's a part of us, our ego, that wants to cultivate an identity out of our life experiences. And what happens? We think that we either have to be this healthy girl persona and the healthy girl persona that works out every day, meditates every day, only eats healthy, drinks two gallons of water every day, la 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 la. That healthy girl persona in your brain is not allowed or doesn't go out for a drink with her friends or go to concerts or dance. That's because your ego does see things in black and white. And your ego wants to fit you in a box. And the ego wants you to feel like you fit into a box. Because society does prize fitting into boxes. But we're not made for boxes. We're way more multidimensional than that. And when you think about it, that's what I think kind of leads us to these 0 to 100 behaviors is because we want to be perceived in a certain way. Or we want to just have that sense of security for ourselves because we have that quote-unquote fixed identity. Oh, I'm the healthy girl. I'm not allowed to drink. Like if I drink, that like puts everything about my healthy girl identity in question. And that is the problem is that when we're over identifying with something, if we do something that contradicts that identity, it causes us to question everything about ourselves. It causes us to question our self-identity. It causes us to question our worth, to feel imperfect. And the moment that you realize that you're not meant for a box and you don't have to be this, you know, formula and you don't have to fit into a certain identity or a certain persona the moment you realize you don't have to do that you free yourself and you help yourself find the shades of gray and you help yourself embrace the multidimensionality element of who you are and you help yourself find balance i hope i'm making sense with all of this but this i think is so key and it's not talked about enough in the context of balance and i'm saying this from personal experience you guys like i sometimes really struggle with this because while i as i said love eating healthy love meditating love running working out lifting weights sleeping having glowy skin drinking my water drinking my matcha i love that and that's a big part of who i am 
But I'm also like, I'm that girl that's going to go to a concert and just be like jumping up and down and having the time of her life. I love dancing. I love live music. I love having a good time. I love hosting people. And sometimes I like staying up later because I'm having the most amazing conversation with someone or I'm out and having so much fun and I'm living my life. And in my brain, this ego, this part of myself that's so judgmental and that is over fixated on identification causes me to question myself and causes me to feel imposter syndrome. And this used to be really hard for me a few years ago. I think now I've come to a place where I accept both of these elements of who I am and I embrace being both. But for so long in my life, you know, it would trigger this inner voice that would cause me to judge myself and to ask myself, like, who do you think you are to be talking about health if you go out to concerts and have a drink with your friends? And that's the problem. That's the problem. It's the inner critic. It's that inner judgment. And the moment that I realized that and the more that I've started to deepen my awareness of that inner judgment, of that inner critic, of that ego, of that tendency of mine to try to be black and white, to try to fit into a certain box, the more aware I become of that, the more that I can break free from it, the more that I can spot it. Whoa, look, I'm getting, my ego is getting activated right now. My ego is freaking out a little bit. And then you take your power back and you are able to tell yourself, I can be both. And to be both in a healthy way, it's all about moderation, right? It's about the balance that works for you. So I've had to figure out what is my tolerance? What is my limit? What do I want to feel like? What makes me feel my best? Including in the context of pleasure. If you go out and have a bagel and allow yourself to have that experience, That doesn't mean you have to finish the entire bagel and leave feeling overly stuffed and overeating because you think you're not going to be able to eat a bagel ever again. The moment that you tell yourself, I can eat a bagel whenever I want, I can eat a bagel tomorrow if I want to, you prevent yourself from overstuffing yourself and eating so fast and going overboard and then feeling bad, right? Because if you are feeling full, but then you keep on forcing yourself to finish the bagel because you don't know when you're going to have it next, Then you're going to feel so full, you're probably going to feel shitty, and then you're going to feel bad about yourself. Then it's going to trigger a lot of negative self-talk. So instead, if you go and you eat a bagel and you listen to your body and you listen to your fullness levels and you stop when you're ready to stop, then that is cultivating a sense of self-awareness and a healthy relationship with your body and with yourself and with your fullness and all of these things. So that is what I wanted to share today on this little solo episode. As you guys can tell, I'm very passionate about the topic of balance and I definitely want to keep evolving in this conversation and I'm happy to do more episodes about it. I feel like it's such an important topic and I think it's also something that a lot of you guys are probably working on as well. And so I just wanted to quickly summarize what we talked about today and leave you with some tangible takeaways. First thing is that as I have evolved in my relationship with balance, I have realized that the root cause for my struggles is my perfectionism. So working on my perfectionism and working on releasing the notion that I have to be perfect and that I have to be a certain way to receive love, the more I've released that, the more I've allowed myself to live in balance. Second thing, to me, 
balance, what it truly means is doing things that you know are good for you and living out a healthy lifestyle, but at the same time, leaving room for pleasure and finding the right moderation for those pleasurable activities. The third thing that I talked about was that analogy of a pendulum, right? Realizing that when you go to an extreme, the natural tendency energetically is for you to go to the other extreme to counterbalance it until you're able to arrive to the middle. And even though the middle, the Tao, is that like quote unquote balance point to me balance isn't staying stuck in the middle it's learning how to navigate to either side to the right or to the left in smaller increments in more moderation and then the last thing is that a huge reason why we fall to extremes and why we struggle with finding balance is because our ego likes to identify with different personas and sometimes different activities that you do might make you feel like you're contradicting the identity that you have of who you're supposed to be in your brain. And so the more that you release this idea that you have to be only one way, that you embrace being multidimensional, that you embrace all the sides of you, and that you realize that one thing doesn't negate the other, right? Me going out to a concert doesn't mean that I'm not healthy, doesn't mean that I don't prioritize my nourishment, my nutrition, my hydration, my movement. It doesn't discount that. You can embrace this and mindset. You can be both. And you have to give yourself permission to do that. So with that said, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Remember to join our May is a Month of Many challenge if you are looking for some extra oomph of self-love this month. And if you want to tap into this energy of many, of abundance, and really reconnect with yourself, especially spiritually and emotionally, and really strengthening that sense of self-love through journaling. It's really simple. takes like 20 minutes of your day, maybe 25 You can join our Geneva group to share your wins. And remember, I'll be sharing a prize announcement on the Geneva group. So stay tuned for that today. And remember to water yourself. Remember to pour into yourself. Show yourself a lot of love. Show yourself a lot of compassion because you deserve it. You're whole. You're complete. You're amazing. I'm so proud of you. And I love you guys so much. If this episode resonated with you or if you think it would help someone who you know who's also on a journey to balance, send it to them or share it on your story and tag us at innergrowth.co. And if you are feeling kindness in your heart today and you feel like this podcast has earned it, I would love if you gave it a five stars on Spotify or Apple and left a review on Apple if you feel called to. So I'll see you guys next week. Hope you have an amazing day and we'll chat soon. Bye.